Dr. Owusu or Chalk. It's Dr. O for the 804. As the premier knee and hip shoulder sports surgeon, Virginia. I would like to remind you that health equals power. Sports build and uplift communities. Nothing else can. The mission of sports medicine is to keep athletes of all ages and levels at the top of their game. Dr. O is located at Ortho, Virginia, Schrader Road office location. Appointments can be scheduled online at orthovirginia.com or by calling 804-939-6688. You can follow Dr. O on Instagram at Dr. O underscore for the 804 and uplifting educational content about sports health. I'm Coach Rick Stockle. I am co-owner of Newman and Dunn Real Estate here in Central Virginia, as well as I am a high school boys basketball coach at Monacan High School. I've sold over 1,300 homes here in Central Virginia, and I would love to work with you and your family in your home buying needs. Uh, I am a proud primary sponsor of Ballin' in Virginia, and I hope you enjoy this show. Yeah, man, I appreciate Rick Stockle for sponsoring the show today. He's a great guy. Great coach, great realtor here in Virginia. Make sure you give him a call or check out his website at, over at rickstocker.com if you're looking for any homes in Virginia. Thanks again, and let's get into this episode. Welcome to another episode of Ball and NBA. Today, man, I got one of the young guys in here, man. One of the young brothers out here, man, is doing his thing. You know, he had his own podcast, man. He came up with my man, Jamar Abel from Holland Springs. And I thought that it was just best to get him in here, man, because he's doing so much stuff, man. He got scoop hoops training. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, man. And um, he does a good dude, man. One of the genuine, most genuine dudes around here. Y'all know it when y'all see it. Y'all, I'm sure this one will do great. Matter of fact, I ain't sure I know it is, man, because he's one of the most respectable low-key brothers right here that's doing this basketball thing. Today, I want to introduce my man, Anthony Scoops Irving. What's going on, bro? Not much, all right, man. It's good, man. I'm glad to get you in here, man. I had to send you that invite, man. And I was like, I said, man, you know what? I got to get Scoop in here. And I had you on the list, but I said the timing is when I want to kind of get you in here. Right, right. And I think right now, man, it is best with everything going on, man. So, you know, when did it all start for you, Scoop? Like, talk to us where you started from, where you, where you, where you, like, who put the ball in your hand? When did it all start? Uh, man, my, uh, my dad, for real, my dad put the ball in my hand, but my older brother, uh, he used to, he played that bird. Mm -hmm. Um, and back when, um, it was all started by Hopkins Association. Okay. Um, my dad was coaching those guys back in the day, and, um, I used to go to practice with them, um, all the time, but he used to put a ball in my hand and basically, wouldn't let me if I dribble the ball on the court. Basically, he made me stay home with my mom a lot of times. Okay, so that was like the rule when I was going to practice with my dad with my brother uh, when he was playing association. Mm -hmm. And like uh, you know, I, my brother go to the park at Iron Bridge, and I you know I go with my dad and him. I'm trying to shoot the ball in a bigger court, and uh, while they work on their game, whatever, and uh, go like that. Where later on that led me um, to playing basketball at Hopkins. I played baseball first. I was really a, a baseball guy. Okay. Yeah, I stopped playing about ninth period. Why? Why? Uh -huh. Two, two feet tall. Um, I was playing little league in Central Chesterfield. Okay. Um, I moved. We moved to Manchester area. Okay. I was supposed to go to Bird. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. supposed to say you were the Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was supposed to go to Bird, and um, I got I got cut. The last cut 
um, for baseball because I was in basketball season, so I didn't do any workouts, nothing. But the coach, I guess they made a call around and he tried to bring me back to, to like give me another chance. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, and my, my pops was pissed. <laughs> um, so I just, I took basketball serious around that time in like ninth grade. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's when I really locked in with basketball. Um, I played AAU coming up, played Richard Metro Gold. Okay. Um, God Bush was my coach. Okay. Um, and then I had uh, Bob Foley, Louise Foley. Mm -hmm. um, coaches like that, that kind of impacted my game real early. Um, and two different styles of basketball. Yeah. Um, which really paid off because I could play the fast paced game and the fundamental game. So I, things I hated, I thought I hated the time, I ended up learning and like embracing it and it helped me out in the long run. Mm -hmm. And um, leading up to that, I ended up playing at Bailey Bridge Middle School. Mm -hmm. um, then I went to Manchester High School, played there. Then after Manchester High School, I went to uh, Fort Union Military Academy for two years, playing under a uh, legendary coach Eric. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up going to St. Francis PA University. I, I got recruited by uh, Rob Kremel. Uh, that was my recruiter. Don Friday was the head coach then, but ended up being uh, Rob Kremel to finish that up for me. Man, I, I, you know what? I don't know why I thought you had like been like I had no idea that you started playing basketball so late. Uh, I mean, I, I played. I mean, it started when I was younger, mm -hmm. but I, truth be told, I really focused more on baseball than I did basketball. Like basketball, I grew up in the same neighborhood. Myself, Tyrese Rice, um, guys like that grew up in the same neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So playing outside, um, you know, seeing guys like that and and Sally. He used to be running all the time. Um, you know, playing against those guys, being the youngest, I was a baby out of all those guys. Because mm -hmm. my dad always played me playing up. So I never played my age group. I always played a year higher than me. Okay. So Devin Johnson. Yep. Um, um, Dontrell. Sure, uh, all those guys. Man. All those guys were a year older than me. Okay. So I always played association with those guys. I didn't play with my age bracket. Man, you would like I say, because you, you've always you like I'm looking at you now. Your statue is more of a baseball player. Yeah, yeah I was a pitcher in center field. Wow, yeah, man, you know that's where the money at, right, school? Yeah, yeah, my that's I think that's when my dad was pissed. I knew I was gonna be six four, being a pitcher, left hand pitcher at that. Um, and I was I was very passionate about that. But you know, I still made some out of basketball where you have. I, I can't. I have no regrets, no complaints about that. Man, let me tell you something. You know, I remember because you came up in the the Rozelle era. That's my teammate. You know, yep, and yep, Brandon and Jamal and Jay, mm -hmm. and you know when you was at Manchester, man, you was doing your thing. As my uncle, honestly, my uncle, my nephew was at Monacan. Okay. Um, and he, he wasn't um like you know you know player like that. He was more of a track guy, but he was on the team. Yeah. And that's why I used to go to games and stuff like that. He was there with Sean Armstrong okay. and all those guys. So I used to watch you. And I was just like, man, you used to put up some numbers. Yeah. And um but like you said, y'all didn't have much else after that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just me and Earl G. You were Earl G. Yeah, yeah. But it's crazy. Jeffrey <laughs> Burgess actually was still there with us. Um he was younger than us though. Mm -hmm. And uh he ended up transferring out to the Nick team. But uh, yeah, but people don't know the reason why, you know, myself and Reggie was successful at, at Manchester was because every Monday night, we actually would do a play against grown men. Mm -hmm. Like every Monday night, no matter what was going on in, in season, we didn't have a game, practice, whatever. The dad would have us go uh, shoot free throws, mm 
get a lot of shots up early. Mm -hmm. um, and then play against the older men. So my brother was still playing. So my brother, so my brother was like my first trainer. Mm -hmm. Like my first, I, I didn't have a trainer. That was my brother. Like my brother legit was like, teach me everything he knew plus mm -hmm. more. And at the time I hated it, but you know what I'm saying? My brother seen a lot in me where um, I didn't see him myself. Um, and you know, the, the time and sacrifice he made for me, you know, doing that for me. And on top of my, my dad and my mom, you know, all them, buying into everything that I wanted to do, mm -hmm. you know, and pushing me with good and bad days. Um, that was, that helped me to do what I had to do. I was going to say, so that, so that kind of put you into that training mode once you kind of finished with everything. Did you want to, was, did you want to go overseas and play basketball when you was, when you, after college? Or what yeah, I had something? some opportunities to go. Um, later on, I ended up going on a tour, I played in, uh, in China for a little bit, but I mean, that was like something really short. It was nothing crazy. I played semi-pro. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, the reason why I stopped playing was because during that time frame of, of playing, transitioning to uh, training, mm -hmm. um, I, had a, I had a group of kids that I started working with and I felt that same love um, from hooping what I did with, with training. And that's why I really made the decision to stop chasing it. I think I was right there to go get it, but I am, it wasn't hard for me to stop. Really? Like, yeah, nah, cause I, cause truth be told, I get everything I had. So I, I don't, that's in the past of me. So that's why I'm able to share my knowledge and, and help kids, anybody to be uh, truth be told, um, because I don't, I don't have a regret from not playing. Mm -hmm. I don't. That, that is so rare, man, because everybody is either chasing to go overseas, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to play pro ball. Right. Let's just say that. Let's just say right. pro ball, whether it's overseas or NBA uh, uh, or WNBA, um, into coaching. Mm -hmm. So you just walked away from it just like that. Yeah, um, which is crazy because I started coaching um, like – 2014, mm -hmm. a year out of school, um, I started uh, helping uh, Team Richmond at the okay. time, and I remember, I don't know if it was like 2016, 17, but I actually got offered a Division One job to go coach as a Division One coach at my alma mater, and I and because I had during that time with me developing kids and helping kids in the area, mm -hmm. uh, it was a tough decision because I, I could have left the Division One coach, but I actually got on the phone with the coach and told him like, um, you know, my passion right now is really helping these the, the kids that I have right now to get them in school. Wow. So I gave up not going to coaching college to really focus on um, getting these kids that I had in front of me to get them the opportunity to go reach what I did and plus more. So. Um, that's what I mean. That's what wow. I did. So you, you, so you didn't chase the bag. Yeah. You gave you you had an opportunity to coach at the NCAA Division One level. You mm -hmm. gave that up. Yeah. And you actually decided to stay here in Richmond. Yeah. To actually, man, I, <laughs> I don't find nothing wrong with it, man. But that is very rare, man. You you really have a gift, man, because. 
This is how I see it. And this is why I say that. A man once told me that when you plant a seed in somebody else's life, expect the harvest to grow in yours. Right. And for you to kind of push something aside where you could have probably been in a better financial state, and I'm not saying, I don't know what financial state that you're in, right. but I'm just saying, but a lot of people to turn down to play, I mean, to coach on that level or to play on that level, which you, you played at the level, but to not do that, that man, that's big time, bro. Because this day and age in the dot-com era and everything like that, it's all about what you see in up front. Yeah. And I know that you've never been a person that, when, even when I watched you play, you wasn't a show me up type of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, you, 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 you I, I felt like you and Earl was one of the best scored duos around here that don't get talked about. But again, that was overshadowed. Huh? We were number one. Oh, right. Don't, don't let people forget that. Go, go, go ahead and say it. <laughs> go ahead and say it. Yeah. I, I think y'all were leading the area in scoring. Yeah, and I, I led this. I led the uh, region in scoring my junior year with twenty eight points. He was third, and then my senior year he led one, and I was two. Yeah, y'all was y'all yeah. was putting in some work, man. Yeah. But again, as I said, it was overshadowed yeah. because of the with how the springs had. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they had a mob. Like, those right. guys, they was, they was good. Yeah. They, they was good, you yeah. know, so. And then being in Manchester, yeah. Chesterfield, you know, people, y'all didn't have that play on that stage. No, nah, I mean, we, we ended up playing them because back then, that's when it was AAA basketball. So right. we ended up playing the guys on the cross town, you know what I'm saying? So, well, what I'm saying is, like, like, all right, I'll give you an example. Megan, let's use, I'm going to use Megan, okay. Megan Walker's example. Yeah, yeah. Megan Walker is more Chesterfield known, but not Richmond known. Which is crazy. Which is crazy, right? Yeah. Armando Baycott is more of Richmond known. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and what I'm saying is like I feel like those 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 two alone, um, I think they're both known everywhere, nationally too. Um but a lot of people right here don't really know Megan like talking about crazy. they don't. Uh, which is crazy because they, like I said earlier, young hoopers that come up, they should be doing their homework on people that come before them. Right. Because if you don't do your homework for people before you, mm -hmm. how do you know to get to that stage or how do you know what they did or what they sacrificed or what their parents sacrificed right. in that position? They I don't know. Yeah, they don't know. And I feel like, because um, everybody feel like their kid is up next. Every, you should feel that way about your kid. Mm -hmm. But how many people like really like tap in and ask Mondo parents, you know, what sacrifice uh, they did with him, what he had to do to get where he where he got to. I remember seeing him at Trinity when he was like a little chubby little kid. Yeah. And uh, I remember he was barely playing. Yeah. And uh, you remember? I remember watching. I'm like, yo, that kid gonna be good. But like seeing his growth throughout the years and seeing how much time his his, his dad puts in with him. Um, Seeing his little brother come up, like seeing the how much time these people put in, mm -hmm. seeing the time Megan uh, was with Dave Anderson, yeah, for so long. Um, seeing how much time her people don't know her, Megan played softball. I never knew that. Yeah, so Megan, well, that's because I met Megan come out of college, and like I, I was working with her too with Dave mm -hmm. at Foundation. So, okay, shout out to those people. Yeah, yeah Dave, great people. Mondo, Megan, great people. So it's like people don't understand that how much time these kids put in. Mm -hmm. And how much time these parents sacrifice money um, on traveling their own time 
to do these for these kids. And it's like, if people don't know who they are, they should. Because you're from the, from the same town. They live from, from here, from 804. If you don't know who they are, then, you know, I think you should do your research and find out who these people are. It's crazy because if Mondo walk into the gym, everybody's gonna know who he is. Mm -hmm. If Megan walk into the gym, not just say, like I saw her at the uh, Love Day this summer. Yeah. People didn't even know who she was. Right. Okay. They they, they just didn't. And I was yeah. like, so I said, that's Megan Walker. Right. Who is she? People didn't know her. I was like, <laughs> like what? But I understand both sides because again, with with Mondo, Trinity, when, when Mondo was playing, Trinity was playing a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. Monikin, was primarily playing in Chesterfield. Yeah. You didn't really see Monikin except for the one time they played Hollis Springs, and that was the one time when she was in the 10th grade. If yeah. you was really in Chesterfield, you didn't really know her, like Sydney Archie. People didn't know who Sydney was. Right, right, right. And I was like, to me, Sydney was a much better b basketball player. You know, she just had that, that it factor than what Megan had. Megan was a more skillful basketball player. You know, that's just me and my personal opinion. When they was coming up through from from middle school to high school. And then when they got to high school, that's where Sydney kind of, you know, her injuries kind of got the best of her. Yeah. And Megan just took off. Yeah, Megan mindset totally different. Right. She, yeah, she right. Got so, you know, but while we on that, while we on that, I'm gonna go back to you, but while we on that, why do you think that she hasn't sustained in the WNBA right now? It's time. Mm -hmm. It's time. Timing? She gonna be all right. She's having a good season overseas. Mm -hmm. She knows what she's supposed to do. She bet on herself and she's going to whatever it's for her is going to be for her. Mm -hmm. You know, she's happy. So you can ask for, yeah, everybody want to be, you know, top of the top, but she has touched that. Mm -hmm. She Some has. Some people has, have never touched that. So regardless of how long you stay in there, mm -hmm. um, in the day, she has that on her resume and she worked her, she worked, she worked hard to get to that point and she still does to this day. Do you think that she'll she'll get back in there where this time? Because I know WNBA is not the NBA. Ah, uh, she definitely will. I mean, okay. it's just the time. She gonna get there when she need to get there. Mm -hmm. I, I've been I've been fortunate to work with her, you know, coming home and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, she definitely will get there. She she just had a real good game. I think the other day. Mm -hmm. You know, well, she's in Turkey, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, okay. yeah. She had a real good game. So all you can ask for. You know, it's for her to keep being consistent with what she's doing now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you gotta get away and then come back. Come back. And then that's, and that's what she's doing. Okay. She's well, doing good. a great job doing that. Good, we, we hoping that, that that happens, man. You know, because like I said, we was pushing and just like I said, just to kind of see it just, you know, just like, man, I'm like, I don't know if it's fit or whether it was work ethic. And you know, you, nah, you just don't know. She crazy. She work hard. It's just, it's, it, it's not as like the NBA, mm -hmm. you know, it's just a shorter, like they don't get paid when people get paid. No, they don't. Um, but, you know, you never know. Sometimes the coaches, mm -hmm. sometimes fit, sometimes it's different type of stuff. You never know. But I know for sure that she's out here working, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that is no problem with that, man. You know, like I said, I just wanted to know because we haven't really seen much of her. And for me, just to kind of see her go from team to team to team. Mm -hmm. And I think in New York, they didn't really utilize her at all. I know she was dealing with COVID. And I felt like when she got out there with Tarasi, it was um, it was like a lot of, you know, like people, you know, Tarasi, BG, Diggins, Kia Nurse, 
You know, and I was just like, man, she could probably learn a lot from them. And then when they traded her from Atlanta, I was like, man, I said, like, what's the deal? You know, we, 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 yeah, we always kind of want her control. She control them. She can control them. Mm -hmm. And that's her and her main focus all the time. But body language to me just looks like, you know, just kind of look. And, and I know in that in that business, you just hear, man, you know, it's a business, and you yeah. kind of move around, and you can kind of get defeated and stuff like that, which I would never be able to. Even never imagine on that level, but like you said, she made it. And I just kind of yeah. just just kind of wondered because you work closely with her, mm -hmm. so I thought why well, I had you in here. I thought I would ask. Nah, her. She made it. She um she gonna get back, right. but she doing what she need to do now. Like I always tell her, keep control, keep control, and that's what she's doing. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Let me ask you a question: Do you like coaching better, or do you like training better? Uh, I think it's a balance. If you had to pick one. If, if you had to pick one, what would you pick? If you had to pick one, I know I'm putting you in the spot. But nah, I mean, ain't no spot. I feel like you know, coaching, you do a lot in a in a system. Mm -hmm. um, depends on what the culture is. Development, you know, you are able to grow somebody's game. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like development. That's a hard that's a hard question to answer because for me they both play they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Because with development I'm still coaching you, I'm still teaching you, not just on the court but off the court. Mm -hmm. You know, as a coach you do the same thing. Like I'm 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 helping you see what you may not see on the court, but also um off the court. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on. It may not be nothing with basketball. It may be something at your house, mm -hmm. school, girls, whatever it may be. Um, I'm still trying to help you out on that. A lot of coaches these days, you don't see that, no. And that's why I say you're very rare because, you know, and, and I put you in the category with Coach Boom and, and, and Kennard, boy, over there, and Verona, and I told them, and when they was on the show, and I said, man, we need more coaches that actually played the game, that you know, to kind of go back to their alma models or just given the opportunity because a lot of times around here they don't have that opportunity. So when you see, and then I had the Hollis Springs guy said Coach Tennyson on there, he said that I wanted my guys, people that played at Hollis Springs. You know, you over there, James River. You know, um, and I had um, who else I had in here? Monica Coach Coach Spellsberg. Had them in here, and I just think it's much different when you have somebody that can play the game versus having these coaches that claim they played or didn't play, and then they can't relate to the player, and then they, then that kid doesn't get that success or that development or whatever it is they need, um, and I think that's kind of missing. You know, what do you have to say, kind of about that? I feel like, it's, again, it's a balance. Mm -hmm. I've been with coaches who didn't play. They play for fun, but they're great X and O guys. Mm -hmm. And then you have coaches on your staff that play, so they're able to work together to get the success they need. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like even if you played on I me, mean, you can coach. Mm -hmm. Like Because it's a different feeling. It's different when you have to stand on something that you're calling or mm -hmm. uh, call this play. I know it's gonna work, right? How, are you okay with it if it goes? If it doesn't work, 
a lot of guys, yeah, ain't like coaching, tell you go here, go here, go here. Right. When you got an X and O, draw something up, or even just pick on the weakest link on the other team. Mm -hmm. Do you know how to get to that? You know, I feel like now when you have two different sides, you have an X and O guy, I feel like oh, it should work, but you're like, yo, he's not going to work because the defense is doing this. Because mm -hmm. now you have the instinct of from playing, and as you being a player, you're going to be like, God, ah, coach, I don't know if that's going to work. Right. But then y'all should have a, a, a let me see, like a, a, a good relationship where y'all can talk about that and be okay with having a disagreement. Right. Um, I, coaches I have coached with, we can, we can literally sit down and have a disagreement mm -hmm. and be just fine. But because we know at the end of the day, it's for the kids. Mm -hmm. We understand that we want success and our only success comes from what these kids do and how much time they put in for us and, and what we do for them as well. So we try to put in positions to be successful. Would you like to be a head coach one day? Uh, for sure. I feel like uh, if the opportunity comes, you know. Opportunity, nobody's ever offered you an opportunity yet? Um, nah. You're gonna take it off the bag, man. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, man. I'm surprised that they haven't. Um, I had a lot of coaches ask me to come on their staff. Well, well I see that. Uh, I see that. Nah, not a head coaching job. Uh, I don't know. One day, we'll see. What y'all waiting on, people? If y'all, I know some of y'all coaches gonna be looking at why y'all haven't offered this man a job yet. Nah, it, when it comes, it comes, man. I, you know, I have big dreams I want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, but right now, uh, I'm here it's to help, it's to help kids, man. Just help boys and girls, man. Get to, you know, get to where they want to get to. With that, let, let me ask you this question: If you Say for instance, an opportunity comes up for a head coach's job. Mm -hmm. Would that interfere with your training and development? I mean, it just depends. I mean, mm -hmm. I have to see how you know what the opportunity is. Where mm -hmm. is it at? And I, and when I say coaching, I'm going to speak at the at the high school level, the local level around here. Let's just say that. Um, no. Nah. Okay. That wouldn't change me from helping everybody else, like because mm -hmm. I I help kids now, and I'm assistant coach at a different school. I have kids from every almost. A lot of different schools out here that I help develop their game. Cause you're still at James River, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm still there. What did what happened? Well, wasn't you supposed to be at Trinity at one time I was. last year? I was. Okay. What happened with that? You know, a lot of things changed. I mean, I, I have a family, so um, just the time and the different stuff that I had to do, and like being able to the timing of being there, mm -hmm. being you know doing other stuff. Just didn't fit at the time. So okay. general was a good fit for me to stay. You know, I have a great support system there. Mm -hmm. um, great young coach there too, uh, where he's he's very passionate about the kids and worrying about building trust with them first before he asks them to do any type of play ever. Mm -hmm. So things that I definitely believe in, because as a player, you have to uh, be able to trust your coach before you ask, him, ask myself or anybody else to do anything else. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really, really important for, for players to know and for coaches to know, because you can tell anybody to do this, but these kids are not like, why, why should I do that? Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has their system and how they're gonna do things, I understand that, and you have to respect that. But being where, being where I'm at and being behind that coach, what he believes in 100%, I'm behind. I think with the position where you at, and this is me looking from the outside in, 
you you seem you seem very comfortable to be able to be in a position that you're in where you can kind of balance that where you can kind of move where you move you know and i'm saying like i see you on assistant coach i see you at team richmond mm-hmm. you know over there with dale harris um shout out to dale uh i see you at river and then i see you doing your thing and i was just like man he just has that balance yeah. and it just looks like it is very very comfortable for you to be able to move like that that's why i wanted to ask you if a head coaching job came up would you take it so that's why i yeah. threw that question at you yeah for sure i feel like i said before it has to make sense okay. you know and and i'm just not gonna jump or something just to jump mm-hmm. um sit back and really evaluate and like just look at it and see what, what works and what doesn't work what do you think about the local coaching in our area today what, what do you think like how do you feel about it um i think there are some good coaches out here mm-hmm. uh, and i think they put in a lot of, it's a lot of because it's different these coaches they have families mm-hmm. they work in a school um, and they're doing the best they can with the kids they have at their school mm-hmm. So you can't really like ask for too much. So they're doing the best they can, literally. Mm-hmm. So whatever coach, you know, doing what they're doing, you know, I I respect that. Mm-hmm. Question. Would you rather coach what do you enjoy coaching more? High school or AAU? Um and if you th- which one you pick, explain why. Which one? I I, I can give you my opinion what I see, but I want to know personally. Think, uh, um, I I had success on high school. Mm-hmm. Still do. Mm-hmm. Um, AAU too. I think AAU is different because it's the best of the best. Right. So you're able to see the best of everybody in their different states. Mm-hmm and coach against that and see what's out there. That's one reason why I enjoy coaching AAU because number one, I can see a kid who's top in their class mm-hmm. and the kids I help develop, I, I can see what this kid is doing mm-hmm. and seeing why he's top. And I can bring that to the same kid that I work with and be like, look, this is why it may be the kid's motive. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, it may be um, the way he approached the game. It may be, all right, he's consistent in shooting. Like it's so many things that I take and I and I break it down. It's not just um, the coaching aspect. I, I, t- I take it into my skill development aspect too, because mm-hmm. I like seeing who can do what, and then I have a top player coming up, and I want to bring that to them too, mm-hmm. or get them into that same conversation as the other kid is. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've been able to do that AU for so long because. It really helps me see what's out there. Not just in the, in the area. I can see worldwide, like, what's out there. A lot of the athletes, the young athletes um, around here locally, they respect you, man. They feel more comfortable with you. Right. It's like they say, like, that you point out the things. It's like a more of a – it's not more of a coach. It's more like a brother. Yeah. Like, like big brother type of thing. Yeah, I respect that. I appreciate that because – that's the whole point of me doing what I do. Like, I really love what I do. Like, there's no question about it. And the reason why I'm so passionate about 
what I'm doing mm-hmm. is because I have been in their shoes, like every single one of them. And I'm talking about from the, the first guy starting to the last guy on the bench. Mm-hmm. And people don't notice, like I tell them now, but um, when I was in college, I came in and I had to play against two people. You know, I was in a position, they put me a two and a three. Mm-hmm. And I had to work my way up. Ended up starting later on, mm-hmm. conference play. Then my coach took me to start lineup, right? Mm-hmm. It was on and off for me in my career and in college. And I remember it was my, I was leading scorer my junior year in college at my school. Okay. Now, now second leading scorer, because the guy that, Scott Etherton was in front of me, he transferred out going in our senior year. Okay. I got hurt. And my I messed up my groin really bad. Not knowing how bad it was at that time, but it was pretty bad. I didn't play, we had a coaching change. I didn't play the first nine games. Mm-hmm. And I and I was the one coming back from being the team in scoring. I didn't play. So I went from starting to last game on the bench to being a scout scouting team. Scout team. And during that time, uh, I remember literally mentally it was battling with me. Like being hurt. Not starting anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I tried to transfer out in the mid mid season. I remember this, yeah, and, and, and um, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother, my brother's talking to me for a while. My older brother also been for some a lot of advice, and it's like, nah, bro, you're not going to quit. Like you're not going to do that. Coach Eric called me, told me, nah, you're not going to give up. Like you can keep going. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I end up being on scout team and making that making it fun, mm-hmm. and I stopped. I worked my way back up. I'm not playing a game. I remember my mom coming to a game at American University, and I didn't play one minute. Wow! And I remember seeing her hurting my mom's face, and it, it like, and, and that and that like kept me going. Right? Mm-hmm. I used to sit at the end of the bench, literally, um, and work my way back up, probably. We played St. Francis, New York. Somehow during our shoot around, our, our underclassmen couldn't get like the, how to guard your personnel. And I kept, you know, showing how to do it. My coach ended up starting me that day. Ever since then I started. But it's crazy because that couple weeks later we had a senior week. And I think out of two games, I missed like six shots. And like I had like seven boards. It was like a crazy stat line where I got player player of the week. Okay. I don't, so so the whole time I didn't I didn't I played a little bit come up injury, mm-hmm. but like that kind of taught me that at that point like I fought for that like I like I really earned that, and when I earned it, um, it meant a lot to me because at the time I didn't understand why I went through what I went through. Okay. Um. So after that, you know, I, my career, you know, went where it went. And I, I, that's why I was able to, that's why I'm able to connect the kids the way I connected them. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's why I sit in the bench. People look at me coaching games. If y'all notice where I sit at? Yeah. I sit at the end. Right. But I sit at the end because it reminds me how I felt when, mm. I, when, I, when, I, wasn't, when I wasn't playing. Okay. It reminds me to give them everything I have when I coach them or whatever it is, because I don't ever want to hold back any 
knowledge or honesty that I can give them at that moment. They because because they may come at the end of the bench and be down themselves. Right. And I'm not gonna let you pick your head up. I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm not like you may be arguing with the coach like bro. You can't talk to him like that. Mm-hmm. Like understand what you're looking at. You it may be something so small, something slight that can make your game. Take that step. So I, I take pride in that. I take I, everything I have done is, is for a reason. And I didn't realize that until later on, coaching and helping these kids and just realizing that I went through what I went through for a reason. And that's why I connect to the kids out here because they're not really, I'm not saying they don't, but somebody's not being honest with them at times. Mm-hmm. And I want to take it, I take it personal to be telling the truth. Like, yeah, everybody's not a Division One player. But you get an opportunity to go to college, take the opportunity because a lot of kids don't get that. Mm. So I want to be able to share that with them. I mean, if you, even if you're not going to college, I'm still want to help you prepare for the rest of your life. I'm just I'm learning a lot along the way. But if I can help you like somebody helped me, then I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You, man, it, this this is the thing. You you, I, I talked to so many parents and players, man. You know, and I and you know, man. You know Troy Thomas. You know that's our guy. Yeah. You know, love T. Shout out to T, man. And you know, and he talked about how DeAndre, you know, always just love you. And I've seen just your relationship that you develop with so many people, man. Yeah. And do you? Is it is it hard to have that conversation with a parent when I guess because everybody come to you. I know you get this. Man, my kid D1. I want my kid to go D1. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure you get that all the time. How difficult it is to have that conversation to tell these parents that their kid is not a D1 or D2 level player? Um, something that Coach Harris taught me. Um, you, are, you are a Division three player until proven otherwise. Mm. So when a parent talks to me about their kid, obviously they feel like their kid is going to Division One. But do you know how true it is? Too hard how hard it is to get to Division One? Right. Like I do I don't personally. Like for me, I'll say I did everything I could out here. Mm-hmm. Right? I could do my grade a little better. They weren't bad, but they weren't to up the par how they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um so I took a different route. I went to Fort Union Military Academy. Okay. A lot of guys can't take that route. Tell, talk about that experience there, because oh. a lot of people don't like oh, the military thing. Oh yeah, uh, people don't like it. Oh, um, because they feel like they have to one put on a uniform. Yeah, they may have to shave, and yeah. it's more discipline. That's about all you know from the outside. All right, so going to Fort Union military, um, it's definitely different. It's worth it. Uh, I would say. Going there was a shock to me because it's, it's it's tradition throughout the years, the culture. Okay. Like you can't, you're not going to break that. Coach Eric made sure that everything guys went through before I got there, mm-hmm. we can all have stories. It's a brother that we all have stories, the same exact stories of how things went. A lot of great players went through that program. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just waking up at six. Uh, go to lunch, I mean, go to breakfast, come back, uh, make your bed, um, 
go to class from 8 to 2, have a break between like 10 at the time. They had parade practice around like 2 to 3. Mm-hmm. Practice from 3 to 5. Mm-hmm. Get out at 5, go eat, come back, get a workout in right quick, shower again, go to CQ. That was from like 7.30 to 9.30, lights mm-hmm. out at 10. So, uh, yeah. So when I went, <laughs> when I went, we had to wear like these little shorts, <laughs> like these, these uh, cross country jerseys. Yeah. Type. Um, these, these uh, cut <laughs> socks and a jock strap. I'm like, bro. When I had to see that, I'm like, what is this? That's the most embarrassing thing ever. But I mean, it is what it is that time seeing coaches in there every night mm-hmm. you know on top of that seeing coaches at the nighttime practice that was our second practice we okay. had practice go eat then come back and have the same exact practice we just had at, at three o'clock mm-hmm. running three uh running a crossroad that's 3.2 miles we had to get that um under a certain time frame to 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 keep improving every uphills downhills through the woods chasing my coach in a truck Mm-hmm. He stop it, go. Like it's a different lifestyle. And when I went there my first year, I did pretty good. I qualified late, and I could have went to school, but my coach brought me back. So I did two years, and two years I, I became a captain. So out of a say a a, a barracks, I said the barracks, your company. Okay. So I was in I was in charge at that time uh, when they combined two companies. I was in charge of 108 kids. Mm-hmm. So I was a lead, I was the main person on top of my lieutenants, on top of everybody. What I tell the lieutenants, they had to relate to their floor. We had three floors, so they had to run their own floor. Okay. Um. And yeah, so that taught me leadership for real. And on top of mm. uh. On top of leading our prep school team, uh, our PG team, I was the captain of that too. Okay. So, you know, I was the first postgraduate, like, who could be a captain. I was an officer. So I was an officer for 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 our for our company. I was the first postgraduate to do that. Mm-hmm. And so that that taught me a lot. You know, Fort Union is definitely different. Um, and you spent two years out there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a sacrifice. It was mm-hmm. something I knew I wanted to go play Division One basketball. Mm-hmm. But it taught me a lot of stuff. It taught me just to sit back, to read. I learned a lot. Okay. Just sitting back and just having time to reflect on myself and you know, away from distractions. And, and it helped me along the way through my career, through life. But see, that's the thing, school. You and this is why I say you're so interested. Your 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 background is so interesting. You you played, you know, triple A basketball right here with Manchester. Mm-hmm. You went to Fort Union. I thought I didn't know you went for two years. Two years. Yeah. Then you played Division One basketball in St. Francis. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell the athlete random that's gone through the same thing. Hey, I did this. I did this. I did this. Everybody's path is different. Yeah, and I believe that's why you so you're so relatable to some of these players because you can say, "Hey, well, 
I, I played against this competition and, and I did this, I did this, I, I had my highs, I had my lows. Mm -hmm. And then, which everybody don't talk about. Yeah. People don't talk about the thing. All you hear about is the successes of everybody and what they did, but you don't hear about the story and the grind all the way through. Yeah. And going to a place like Fork Union, which is, you're still in Virginia, so you're still close to home, yeah. but you're in the middle of nowhere, and then you had to adjust going from, you know, a civilian, you know, regular lifestyle to a military background. Right. Everybody can't do that. Yeah. They, they, that's hard. I mean, you know, I like the military. That's, that's a discipline, that disciplinary thing. I don't even know, like I said, I don't like nothing about the military and that thing. No, yeah. You know, I guess it's, I, I don't know. It, it's just for me, everybody can't do it. And for you to be able to persevere, to be able to go there, and you can talk to each of these parents and tell them, say, look, I did this, I did this, did this. I think that speaks volumes. Um, and I don't think you get enough credit for that. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I don't look for the credit of it. I just feel like I went through what I went through for a reason. So that's why when I talk to anybody, I can not hit different, um, different stuff in life, you know, with my career. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to, to talk to them and tell them, like, yo, it's gonna be all right. Just keep pushing. Like it's seeing so cliche, like, uh, you know, don't quit. But that's really the simple, the simplest thing. Mm -hmm. Really means a lot. Like, brothers, don't quit. But why would you came this far to go do something? I asked a kid the other day, literally. I was like, yo, if a military school off, you go to Division One, would you go? He's like, nah. I said, you don't want to go to Division One for real. That, that, that's my point. Because it doesn't matter what Division One comes at you, right? It's the right fit that gives you an opportunity to go play and go to the next level. Because yeah. if you're not going to do it, I, I guarantee another kid who's busting his butt, they're going to want to go. Right. And um, that, that, that's what it is. I just, I don't know. But you know how it is, man. We're in the social media age. Everybody wants to go to that trainer or to that coach, which fancy, which doing who, with the names they working with. But for somebody with your resume that actually been there and done that, that went through the struggles, the ups, the downs, the, the, the valleys, the peaks and lows, wouldn't you want, you would think that you want to have a conversation with somebody like that, and I understand that it's a, as a young man, yeah. we're immature when it comes to 17 to 18, so a lot of times nowadays, you have more parent involvement now than you did when we were coming up. I mean, you're younger than me. Yeah. I know when I was coming up, there was no parent involvement. At least when you was coming up through the early 2000s, like towards the end, that's when you start to kind of see the shift a little bit. Mm -hmm. But... Like nowadays, man, people don't want to hear that. Uh, I feel like, you know, people going to go who they want to go to. True. Day. Um, and I've been fortunate to help a lot of kids that came my way. Mm -hmm. I mean, it speaks for itself. And if you talk to them, they'll tell you, literally, that to me, it's, it's bigger than basketball. It ain't about you coming in, training, and and... and Thanks, thanks for the money and go on. Nah, it's about life. They, each and every one of them call my phone right now and tell me. They know this. You can put them on here yourself. 
they'll tell you the same exact thing. Oh, I, I listen. You know, I know. I, I I've seen you, and like I can say I name drop. I've seen you work with Buckingham, Demonte. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, DeAndre Thomas. Yeah, I've seen you work with um. Man, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh my God, I'm yeah. losing my brain. That's why I said I didn't want to Joe go ahead. Like, I was going to do that. Joe Bamisil. Joe Bamisil. Robbie Barron. Robbie. Tamon Jones. Yup, Tamon. Uh, um, uh, uh, Wingfield. Uh, Zai Wingfield. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, and that's the thing about it. You have a balance. You don't just have big names. You have, your names are just, no matter who it is, it's across the board, whether they D1, D2, D3. Yeah, it doesn't matter, because all my guys, they like, come back and come say, in. scoop, help yeah. me, man. Like, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family. Um, I've been fortunate to work with pro guys, uh, like a Reggie Williams, Tyrese Rice, mm -hmm. J3, Jamar Abrams, Aaron Mitchell, um, Jamar Schuler, Bradford Burgess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shout out to all those guys, yeah, man. All those, guys all, those, all those guys, man. Just um, even even more pro guys that I work with, but they're but they're able to come in a workout, and I have college guys there like Caleb Kenny, Robert Hill, James yeah. Taylor that plays at Mercy College now, uh, Zakari McQueen. Um, the time I have. Somebody else in there at the time. Should just Donnie Richardson alone mm -hmm. by himself with, with those guys. Mm -hmm. You know, Robbie Barron. All those guys that could be in the gym, right? Just I'll give an example like they're in the gym. But those pro, pro guys could have just finished their workout. They're seeing those guys work out, but they're giving them pointers, mm -hmm. right? And I have a high school kid in there somewhere where those college guys get him pointers. And the high school guy can work out. He'll have some middle schools in there, middle school guys in there. He'll give him pointers, right? Mm -hmm. But then on the elementary and middle school level, um, I'm teaching them how to be more vocal, help the younger guys, because somebody's watching. Always. Right, so I've been fortunate to have a pyramid from elementary all the way to pro. So that was the whole point when I, like, with School Hoops was to bring that type of, type of uh, family along the way, because I may not, I, I, may, I may be able to tell you everything I'm supposed to tell you, right? Mm -hmm. But that player that's in there, they're able to tell you something the same thing I'm telling you, but it could be a whole different way, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's the beauty of it. You know, and some kids, I had kids working out in the summertime. Tyrese working out for the TBT at the time. Mm -hmm. And they was working out, they were like, yo, coach, who was that? And I told them who it was, and they're like, what? So they look them up. They seen all the information. But it's a, a surprise to them that he's in the gym. Mm -hmm. where, they feel like, where they feel like they can't ever see a person like that. Right, so I make it um, accessible for them to to be able to see these guys. Right, do your homework. You know what I'm saying? Like, do your homework. But these guys give you pointers because what they what they've done, so they're able to help you and give you more knowledge. So I mean, that's the whole point of how I do things and why I do things. Yeah, the respect that you have from your peers, like I said, the people that you named Tyrese Rice and yeah. Jamar and all those guys, those yeah. guys still come back home and they work out with you mm -hmm. and everything like that, man. How does it make you feel to be respected by your peers in that way? Um, grateful. Like it's just something that they, these guys are making whatever they're making, right? Mm -hmm. But they're, 
they know when they come to me that I'm gonna be honest with them. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much money you make, mm -hmm. what you're doing, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand you're trying to prolong your career. Mm -hmm. And to know that they come back home and just listen to me and listen to the pointers I, um, I have for them makes a difference for me. Because mm -hmm. um, I really study the game. I do all my college players. Like if I have breakdown of my college players where I uh, I watch their film. Okay. I watch all their film. So when they come home, we may talk about, hey, we gotta get better at coming the ball screens or how you get your feet down, about to shoot the ball to make your shot, you know, be more consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just as simple as catching the ball, seeing the rim. Something so so little that can impact your game. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, you know, knowing that and doing those things and know, and my peers are seeing that, sitting back and by your scoop, like, like, bro, like you're really doing it. And it makes me feel good because I play, I, I play with these guys, mm -hmm. you know, on a, on a basketball team or played against them or, you know, they're older than me. Now I, I played after them. Right. So it, it's dope. It's really dope on how, how I do things with how I do things. Man, it, it really is, man, because you every time I see you, you have the same demeanor, man. It's not like like you not even going out here like selling it or promoting yourself, man. You just the things that I like about you that we say they, they call us like the OGs, man. Mm -hmm. You just dropping these little jewels and these nuggets to these kids. And I and I think, you know, we need need more people like yourself because for young men to see somebody like yourself to be able not only to be able to tap into touch Tyrese Rice a professional and Jamar and those guys like that and to say man and, and to be respected they're not coming in there like okay well I can call somebody up say I know this person they you they're literally coming in working with you mm -hmm. and you're seeing you giving pointers to these guys who are like 10 12 year professionals right right like that means a lot, man. Yeah. And and you're not old, you're still young. Right. So that's why I said, man, to to me, I just don't think, you know, I know you don't like the press like that. I know you don't, but for me, I just like to highlight that because you know how I'm I'm big on that because we always hear about what the names and everybody else is doing. I'm mm -hmm. on trying to recognize the people who don't get that press. Yeah. And I know that you like you said, you like, no nah, man, you know, I'm just I just do what I do. I just move how I move. But you work with a lot of people, man. And I know like I said, I talked to DeAndre and, and Troy and them, man. They love you, man. Yeah. They speak highly of you. It's like sometimes it's like you're the you like the parent. The the the, the you like the, the middle brother. The, the little brother got a problem with the parents, so you're like the go-between. Yeah, I try to be the outlet for all my players where, you know, if they can't talk to their parents, they can hit me up talk to me, especially my older, my older ones. Mm -hmm. But like, if it's something I need to uh, bring up to the parent, I'm gonna do that for sure. Mm -hmm. But nah, I just try to just be somebody, it's an outlet. Not everybody, I've been fortunate to have that. Mm -hmm. I've been fortunate to have my older brother though. So a lot of people don't have that, you know, and maybe their relationship with their siblings isn't so tight. Mm -hmm. It so, comes full circle. Yeah, so that's what I believe. I had great people sacrificing their time to, to do so for me. Mm -hmm. 
and it's only right that I pay it forward. And that's why I'm so passionate about what I do. What, how many years has it been now that you, you've been doing your, your academy school poops? What year is this now? Um, you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. Um, like 2015? Yeah. 2015, 14. Around that time. It seems like it seems like a lot longer though. Yeah, it does. It it, it does. Um it does. I mean, I, I was with Foundation at first. Uh-huh. I worked with them and then I just broke off and did my own thing. You know, I, I wanna you know I wanna get this from you. Public versus private. Mm-hmm. Conversation. Okay. You know, you 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 have a lot of people don't understand the private school side, mm-hmm. and they, and they look at it. Give me your take on the the private versus public conversations. Like, if how can I say? Would you coach at a private school? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I mean, public and private means coaching. Hmm. Uh, I was fortunate to play. You know private school, PG, mm-hmm. um, and play in public public school. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the game changed. I feel like a lot of the, I guess you'd say the better players, because they get recruited. You can recruit in private school. Mm-hmm. People don't talk about that. Like, I can recruit you to my private school, mm-hmm. get you a packet deal, you come to my school, mm-hmm. now you can play on this level. Right, but not every private school is good. Thank you. So it's like, uh, you know, you, you never know. Public schools, they do the same thing. I mean, I feel like. Thank public, you. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it. But it's also too you have a different way of approaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, kids are gonna go where they're getting coached and and getting better. So I don't care if you're in a public school, or private school. If a coach can impact a kid. Go go where you want. So you think that's the reason why that private school gets such a bad rap in this area now? I don't think because they, they don't understand that private school. I mean, you can play the best. It's like because those kids that are are, are really good and they kind of outgrew their public school area. Okay, and they're not getting um, competition. Mm-hmm. They go to the private school because you may have a kid that's from somewhere else they end up going to a different school and they end up playing each other. Mm-hmm. It's good basketball. Yeah, a lot of people don't, you know, we've been, there's been a lot of conversations football and basketball lately. A lot of people don't understand the both sides of it. But it's like college. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, if I go, if I'm a kid at my top of my school and I go to a private school, mm-hmm. they got the top kid from their school and they come there, it's like college. Cause we're all the best player on our team, and we're now we're going to the same college, and we're the, the best of the best of our where we came from. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Like to my, I mean, what's the difference? Some kids like staying public, stay public school, right? right? Because what's for you is for you. Though I mean, I don't care what people can throw at you and this and that, but what's for you is for you because it's a it's a it's a college coach's job to come find you exactly so if you go public you go private it doesn't matter you know it's what you doing they're gonna find you if, if you're it's good you're good right you regardless mm-hmm. 
drugs. What would be, this, this is a question I want to ask you. Who was the best basketball player that you've seen around in this Richmond area, boys and girls? You got to pick one. Well, I've seen the area. Uh-huh. In your time, who's been the best basketball player have you seen that, that, that come through this area that you've seen, boys and girls? Um, i say my era, because I know I've seen guys before my era. Yeah, you can say your era. My era? Mm-hmm. Uh... Tyrese Rice. What made Tyrese so much different than everybody else? Um, In your opinion. See, I grew up with Tyrese, so I was able to see Tyrese and see how far he took the sport. Mm -hmm. um, I think his work ethic. Mm -hmm. Like, dude never sleep. Like, like, he never used to sleep, like, always working out. Yeah. I remember I read in the paper, Time dispatched an article on him his senior year. And I remember reading that they was like, they said that he, he used to have to argue with the coach at Bird to get keys to the gym to work coach out. K, but Coach K, rest in peace Coach K, but like, he, he was the reason why a lot of guys were able to get in the gym. Mm -hmm. Seeing guys do what he did like that, makes me do the same thing is because you want guys to get the best of the best to come in the gym and play pickup, mm -hmm. right? The more basketball they're playing, the better the IQ get, not just being unskilled, mm -hmm. like development the whole time. You gotta play. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one thing guys get away from is playing. I remember Tyrese calling me. It's like, yo, come to Bird at such such time. I remember walking down the hallway. So wait a minute right there, Tyrese lifting weights before he come play pickup, mm -hmm. right? Back when we played, we call him four hot. I don't know what they do now. Well, you get four games, you win four, your four games, you can leave the gym. Okay. If I win four games, I can leave the gym. I got to keep playing on my Right. I want my four games, I'm out there for the rest of the day. So I've seen guys compete. I've seen the best of the best get trashed in the gym, right? Okay. But when everybody had a success and see them in the paper and seeing the things they had, that started behind closed doors when you was in the gym. Mm -hmm. You can't run from competition. Mm. Like you could not run. People are going to challenge you. So, um, seeing that, you know, I look legit. Remember seeing him? I'll say I remember seeing Tyree Evans. Um, those guys because they were older than me, mm -hmm. so able to see. I remember seeing those guys in the paper, Reggie Williams. Yeah, like seeing those guys because that question kind of hard to answer. It wasn't just Tyrese, there's a lot of other guys. So yeah, 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 it's just, yeah. Because like being able to see the way a Reggie works, right? And I was able to work with him, get him help him get back to the league. Mm -hmm. Like seeing the things you feel like is crazy when it's just normal to him. Okay. Like riding a bike, he used to live down downtown. We used to work at U of R. He ride his bike, right? Ride his bike with a weight vest on. Who was this? Reggie Williams. Reggie Williams. With weight, with weight vest on, with the uh, the weighted tights. Okay. And ride 10 miles of bar. We'll work out on the court, run the stairs together, <laughs> What? And then he'll put 
put the same vest on, same tights on, and ride back to ride back to where he lived at 10 miles later. So he rode 20 miles on top of working out, doing all the stuff he did to just to get back or just like the normal stuff. Are you serious? That's what I'm saying. Like it's things I've seen. I'm like, yo, that don't make no sense. Like a lot of guys. I use her for example. I can be like, yo, make this drill, blah, blah, blah. You gotta make five rows, counts one. Okay. He may be stuck on it, like. Like, he'll make it two. Wow. And he's like, all right, forget that. He'll legit go straight. Until he get five in a row, he'll stick to the, He'll stick to it. No matter how long it takes. Man, but yeah, I wouldn't say. Yeah, but I'm saying, though, that, that shows you the mindset of doing it correct. Right. You know what I'm saying? Holding yourself to be disciplined to do something. And that's what I take from those pro guys. Every single one of those pro guys do something different that kind of, like, they set like themselves that. apart from yeah, and you see why they continue to get what they yeah, get sure. and and grind as long as they grind. Yeah, and and when they get amassed, it's for a reason because they have to standard themselves. Mm -hmm. But you know, you're not that you know. Now you said the best girl in the area. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have one, just give me a couple. I said Jasmine Young. Jasmine Young. Mm -hmm. Jazz was different. You get to it. Um, let's see. What else? What? What you? And I know you will get somebody else. What? 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 What did you like about Jasmine the most? That kind of set her she apart from everybody else. Like yes, she had that dog to her, and I remember like seeing her play in high school. And I was young. I think I was in middle school this time. But because I was able to run into all of them. Because we always go to the gym and just play. We just run into each other. And then you playing on four on fours, your best four. Somebody else from a different high school, but they four. And then, you know, you just going at it. So I was able to see that dog, see her playing against guys all the time. And I'm just, yeah, she was different. Mm. She was definitely different. Yeah, she was. She just, she just, man, somebody so small, but she had so much heart, man. Nah, she, she, she definitely got it done. Yeah, she did. She did. Girl, it was. Who else you was going to name? I mean, in my era. Uh huh. Oh, Lindsey Biggs. Manchester. <laughs> I, I was waiting to see if he was going to get a fellow yeah. answer on there. Yeah, she was a tech. She was nice. Like that's, she used to put in work, man. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> she yeah. used to put in work. Yeah. Yeah, so I. Shout out to Lindsey. Shout out to Jazz, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what the biggest district used to get busy, man. Yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's saying, though, like, being a young hooper, those hoopers that were in front of you, seeing the all metros, uh, wanting to be, wanting to be in that paper, uh, set the tone. Mm -hmm. I think that was my goal. I see those guys in all metro, being a first team or second team all metro meant a lot. Yeah, and being able to accomplish that, being able to be like, I didn't even know this was a big thing. I'm McDonald's All American nominee. Like, I didn't even know that was a big thing. Really. Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. Like, not just the top twenty-four, but them notice you worldwide. But worldwide, so like, right? Other people that's not top twenty-four, they getting the recognition. Like, right. I received that when I was. See, in, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I received that when I was in high school, and I, I didn't understand the magnitude of it um, until I, I got the letter. I, I still have the. Uh, my parents had a frame somewhere. 
Yeah, you can recognize that, man. That That's yeah, huge. So I wasn't top 24, but I was after those people. Right, but still, the fact yeah. that you got recognized for that, mm -hmm. man, you come on, bro. Yeah, so there's a lot of I mean, I accomplished a lot, but knowing, I understand the magnitude of that. Man, you ain't, Arrow G used to put it, man, listen, man. <laughs> See, a lot of people, man, they, they don't understand, and that's why, I guess for me, coming from the city, I, I just always to pick up the paper. I was intrigued with everybody else did in the era, even though I didn't play. Mm -hmm. You know, I played on the playground. I didn't make it past that. But I, I watched you guys and everybody and just, and this will make me do what I do now. Yeah. Because I get an opportunity to talk to people who I watch so right. much. Right. And y'all used to put up some numbers, man. It was just like, you know, the thing about it, just like, you know, it was like, what do you, like McGeechee and G, like your Urban and G. It's just like, man, y'all used to just put in work, man. And I just think that some in some cases, when I tell people, I can relate and go back to these people saying, hey, well, who are they? They're from, they from Manchester. Mm -hmm. They did this. They did that. You know, but you guys used to, you, you used to put in some work, man. No, nah, yeah. I did. They called us Smith & Western. They, you know, I remember seeing that in the paper. We did put up numbers. We did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had no regrets with what we did because we did everything we could in high school. On top of what we had. We did everything we could. I don't care you from the county. Y'all put in some work. County, city. We was we 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 played the whole region. And that's when that's when it like the whole region is scoring. I don't right. care we played that. Y'all was you know. But our class was crazy. Like our our, our 07 class was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Rizal, I think he got state player of the year. He had played the year, yeah. yeah. So like and we was on the same AU team. Mm -hmm. So you know, our class was crazy. Holland Springs, they had a mob. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they had their balance scoring because, you know, they had everybody in their team play the part. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even just a Clover, was it Clover Hill, Cosby this time? Yeah, they had Cosby. a few players. Like, they had players that could hoop. Uh, ben Jesse, that was younger. Yeah, Ben us. Jesse had uh, Scooter Rankin. Brothers. Scooter Rankin. He, yeah, he Scooter Rankin, I remember him. Darren Brothers. Um, man, what? Had a Chris Washington that came out my year. Um, yeah. Man, well, it was you, somebody that had some people too. I'm trying to remember who you were that. Um, Mikey, I think it was Mikey. Mikey. Hey, what is that? Um, um, David Brown. Yeah, Dave Brown. Uh, what was the other guy? Greg Grant. He was a big man for them. Yeah. Big there was somebody Brown. else I'm missing. I can't think of it. But yeah. that, that, that first name, nah, I can't yeah. think of his name. Um, yeah. Axel. Yeah, Axel. They played. Like, we lost in the championship our senior year. And Jordan Brown, Kenada Bird, yeah, uh, man, like it was somebody on each team. Like everybody had somebody that can give you buckets or compete. Like people can forget that the county got some hoopers. Like that's that's the thing. That's what they forget. Like. Uh, I, like hand it down. I don't care what nobody talks about. No, Dominion was strong boys and girls back then, man. Yeah, Dominion district was one of the top districts. So, you know, people talk about that now and feel like, um, oh, you played over here. Like, what that man? Like, a, you, I could play over here, but I still got those numbers. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't erase it. Average more than a dub plus. <laughs> no, you can't man. erase that. You can't, you can't. I don't care where you at. 
when I picked up that paper, y'all name was at the top. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's a these dude. I said, let me go into this game and check these guys out. Because for me, I'm from the city. And even though I'm living down here, Manchester was just far. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, we catch him at a whiff game or a human yeah, that game. Which is fine. But right. That's what I'm saying. Like, people understand where it was different because from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, you've seen our name. Yeah, all every day. I mean, it, it, what was it, two, three times in the week in that mm-hmm. paper? Y'all name was in there. Yeah, but, you know, basketball was different then. Mm-hmm. Um, great competition mm-hmm. on both sides. And it's just different. Man, I'll tell you, Scoop, man, you you doing some amazing things, man. I mean, you know, back then, like I said, you could just can relate. And I, and I just, to see, for me, I, I'm going to tell you that. I'm not gonna say, let me not just be transparent. I'm not gonna say I envy that, but I respect that, man, because for me, the respect that you have from your peers and the people around you, I wish I could have that. And 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 I guess for me, you just a genuine dude. And I'm not saying that I'm not. Right. But I'm just being honest with you, man. Every time I see you, man, you you just just I don't know, man. I, I just just wanted to tell you that Appreciate because that. Just, I've never heard one person said anything bad about you at all, yeah. at all. Not one kid, not one parent, not one coach, none of that, man. And I'm going to just, you know, go ahead and just say, man, you know, shout out to your brother and your parents, man, because that comes from the upbringing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they will see this, man, but, you know, shout out to y'all because you doing your thing, man, and your path is just so different. I had no idea that you just walked away from that. I know that, I know you went to St. Francis, I know that, mm-hmm. but I didn't know the after the part afterwards, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what really made you start scoop hoops and everything like yeah. that. So to walk away from everything like that with those opportunities to still remain here, man, you blessed, bro. Yeah, yeah. You blessed, I, you bre- you I, blessed. I don't think it's just, I mean, walking away, like I said, but people, just, school, they don't do that, school. You know that. I mean, it is what it is. You can't always chase it. It's, it's when you find that purpose and you find something that you really love to do, it doesn't feel like you're walking away because I'm still involved in the game. Right. Right. So I'm just not physically playing every day. I'm still studying. I'm still I have to show how to do something. I can't just tell a kid to do something mm-hmm. and, and not tell them the why behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have to stay in shape to do so, mm-hmm. but I'm just not with a ref or you know, somebody blowing the whistles to me get up and down, maybe for fun. Mm-hmm. But I know me. If I play again, I would have that 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 itch, not to chase it to keep playing, but like I just know my competitive nature and just you don't miss it at all. Like, do you do you ever play pickup? Like, uh, truth be told. On that time, um, I play against my, gives my, some of my high school players mm-hmm. when they keep thinking they can beat me one on one. And you have to show them. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then uh, I'll play on my high school team and I got to jump in drills, do mm-hmm. something, give them like realistic looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I don't really have time. Like, my father first, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when I'm away from basketball, I'm with my family. So, it ain't. 
I ain't gotta, once I put the bash off, I'm out, I'm out okay. you know. Do, do you, and, and I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna wrap this up shortly, I wanna um, ask you, um, do you, I, I know that you trained Verona, uh, have trained some of their players or yeah. teams, you yeah. now that do individual, you do like teams as well? Yeah, I do individuals, I do groups, I do team workouts. When we come to your team, help them out, mm -hmm. you know, do some drills, give them some insight on some stuff, like I do that as well. So I just don't stick to just one-on-ones. I mm -hmm. stick to groups mm -hmm. and I, of all ages um, and, and high school and, and teens, middle school, middle school, high school, it can be associations, mm -hmm. um, whatever people need my, you know, my insight or, or my help with, I'm, I'm willing to come do that for them. How far do you go, far as area-wise, like throughout the state? I'm mobile. I go anywhere. Okay. Yeah, I go anywhere. Um, I make sure my, I'm available to do so. Um, I just don't focus on just one place. I feel like sometimes people may want me here and not, if I have an opportunity to go do it, it makes sense, then definitely go do that. Man, I tell you, you and Luke Mon got that demeanor. Y'all got that, that calm demeanor, man. Y'all just... It y'all ain't never to this. Y'all just kind of just like that. Y'all just I don't know, man. What y'all be practicing, man? What y'all be drinking like some tea or something like that? Some oh, like common tea. God, just enjoying the, the journey, enjoying um, the opportunity to help others. Mm -hmm. For real, that's that's the calm. That's the peace. Um, yeah, you have your days of maybe upset, maybe up. You know what I mean, but. I get an opportunity to help others. So I can't really, what should I be mad about? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody gets the opportunity. People believe in you to help their child grow mm -hmm. or their career grow. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a blessing in itself. You're right about that, bro. I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed because I don't know too much about you other than me passing and, and seeing you out and stuff like this, man to get a little bit more in depth and detail. And I'm pretty sure it's some stuff that we hadn't covered, but just to get the gist of what I do know, what you shared with me today, man, it's huge, man. I, I just, you, you shared, a, you opened up some some lights for me because I was like, wow, I didn't know he did this, he did this. Like, you went through this, like, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was just, you know, other than with, you know, me and, you know, Troy talk about, you know, that we talk a lot. And he just say, man, no, scoop, scoop, scoop. You know, like he's he's really, really, um, he, he he really respects you, man. You know, so shout out to Troy Thomas, man, and DeAndre. Great family right there. Yeah, man, good peoples. You know, can you, um, why don't you shout out, um, can you tell people how to get in touch with you as far as like uh, your business and everything, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. so people listening, yeah. they can know how to get in touch with you. I mean, they can get in touch with me through my Instagram, uh, School Hoops, uh, my Twitter, same thing for the older generation. You can reach through Facebook, mm -hmm. um, but pretty much everything you need, uh, shoot me a DM. Uh, I'll get back to you, and then from there we'll just move forward from there. Man, ladies and gentlemen, we got one of the most respected young men that's in our area, in the, in the Richmond area, and probably throughout the state. You know, you know, Mr. Anthony Scoop Irving, man. Scoop, man, I appreciate you coming on today, man. I. I'm pretty sure some questions I probably left off, man, but I, I think I went down my list personally. But like I said, man, you always have an opportunity to come on this show. Um, you inspired me. You know what? We were supposed to do something too, man. 
You know, we were supposed to put that thing together with uh, uh, Brandon Rozelle there, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, because I used to listen to y'all on Spotify, yeah, man. Yeah, when everybody come back, you know, we can definitely sit down, come back in here and talk about whatever. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. You, gonna go, you, and, you and Jamal going to do y'all podcast again? Man, I don't know, man. It's up to him. Come on, man. Y'all, y'all had a good thing going on, man. Y'all yeah, was rolling, man. We were. We were. We really enjoyed it. I felt like it was something that wanted to hear they really enjoyed getting feedback man it was, it was really great to to hear yeah i used to check y'all out man you know i called you that day i'm like hey man what the world brandy talk about man you yeah. brad me and brandy talk about that all the time they do, man. yeah like, great people man yeah. but no man everybody man you got scoop man if y'all got kids or your school or whatever man y'all need trainers he's one of the best that's in our area that we got right here i wouldn't have him on here today not just like anybody else but just, you know, a personal of this man, you know, magnitude, man. Y'all want to check him out, man. Y'all see some of his reels. He got some great reels on Instagram, you know, on, on social media platform. Check him out, Scoop Hoops. Um, this is Larry. Um, I thank everybody for coming on, watching Ball in the VA, because um, I hear all the time, man, who you going to have this week? Who you going to have this week? Uh, uh, I listen to it and hear everybody's stories, man. Um, I want y'all to still continue to like and subscribe, man. I appreciate all of you guys, man, for looking up because I didn't think this thing was going to take off. But he's one of the guys right here. He was doing it before I was doing it. So he inspired me whether he know it or not. I was on Zoom and he was already ahead of the game on Spotify. So um, if y'all haven't, check him out, man. And um, we out. Appreciate y'all watching the episode again today, y'all. You know, go over and make sure that y'all check out my man, rickstocker.com, for any of your home buying needs. Appreciate it. Thanks again.